Okay, now so listeners, it's Matt and Andy, and our topic today is Andy. Customer callbacks. Customer callbacks. Uh, Andy's great at this. She loves them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Customer callbacks. So, man, I don't know, maybe three, four years in the dock and lift game, I really tried to focus on how to not have a customer callback. And right. I don't know if you have any things that come right to mind instantly, Andy, about it. Um, you know, just some real world experiences right off the bat, or if you don't. I have two things to say up front. Sweet. So when we had our taxes done this year, the person that was doing all the prep work, every time she got to a question, she emailed me. And I literally had seven emails from her. So annoying. That's <laughs> to answer each one. Right. And that goes along the same line as customer callbacks because you don't want to do that. You don't want your customer to do that to you and you don't want to do that to somebody else. So if you're quoting something, you want to try and make sure you just look through it and get all the everything you need to know answered up front. And then from a customer standpoint, you know, you want to make sure and give them more information than what they need so they have all their questions answered hopefully up front and they don't have to call you back. Yeah, seven times. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. sweet okay was that number one and two or just one um that was just one we'll come back to number two later okay number two later okay so just getting right jumping right into it so you know obviously it goes back to our, some of our podcasts from before right being organized being organized helps with customer callbacks for sure customer callbacks things that i would do are things like this so obviously i had every customer's layout of their dock uh, some of them had photos and then also some of them where I would actually like sticker their their job, right? But every one of them had pictures and or a drawing, but everyone I for sure had a drawing laminated on the barge with us at all times. On that drawing were things like there's a bumper on this pole and this pole and this pole and not this one. And this customer is super anal, anal about having the power cord come off of this fourth pole around this corner and it's got to be looped this way and then up into the boat lift right like one of those guys yeah one of those guys the seven seven time deal right but i would mark that all down you have and, to yeah because you don't want to go back i don't want to go back it costs so much time and labor to go back it does so i, I kind of thought today if you're cool with this you know customer callbacks in my mind kind of works same with uh, a service call setting the price for a service call how do I set that, right? What What is the mathematical equation of setting this service call price in an industry that has no set pricing whatsoever anywhere, right? How, yep. how, how do you calculate that? Uh, just being organized, that stupid power cord thing, right? Or the bumper, or I would encourage everybody to have the color canopy. I mean, just be meticulous and methodical about what you have on this list and how you keep your records. Go out in August, go out Go there, go to the job, make sure that the customer didn't change anything. Because typically by the end of August, everything is set, right? And September 5th, nobody's coming back. Most, I mean. Most For the most people, part. Right? So go out. I always go, would go out at the end of August and I would remark my list. I would just drive by my boat. And if they're there, I would say hi. And if, you know, if they weren't, I would just come there, park my downriggers. I could do it all from right there. Or I'd have one of my guys drive the boat. And I would just sit there and I'd mark everything down and make sure that I had it 100% correct. Um, I think I really got anal with customer callbacks. Uh, I would do that, go check the job. 
but I would also go there because I had so many customer callbacks in the beginning, just that seven, that seven question person, right? Yep. Seven emails like, oh, here's my brain dump. Like, I'm just going to quick, oh, I thought about this. I'm going to send you an email, right? Those customers that will always call and go, this isn't the same as last year. And I'm like, well, what do you mean it's not the same as last year? My boat lift is way farther out than last year. And I, my only recourse is, no, it's not. You marked it on the dock. <laughs> that's right. So that's what we ended up doing. We ended up taking a sticker and putting it on the boat lift leg, the vertical upright tube. And then we'd go to the dock and I put a discreet arrow sticker going up. Some people do a marker. Some people do those things. We just took the extra, little extra time to do an arrow. I think it looks better um, than a permanent marker sitting on the dock. It's important to go out those days when it's, you know, sunshine out so that your sticker will stick. But then I would go out there and meet the customer. I'm like, sure, Tom or Bob or whoever, right? I'll come out there and meet you. Just like every other dock and lift guy, it's 830 at night. And we go out to that customer's dock. Customer satisfaction is key. And um, oh, it's way farther out than it was last year. And then we would actually like walk out there and be like, okay, Bob. It's not. It's, it's not. marked. It's marked. Here it is. Look at this. Whoa, you must have skipped a section or something. I'm like, well, Bob, here's my drawing. Here's how it was. And how do, how do you know? Well, I come by every August and I remark my drawing to make sure. This is how I put your job in. It can only go in one way. If I would take one section out of your straight run, right? It just, all those debates with your customer go away and then bob is typically like oh well i'm sorry you don't get paid for the service call but at least that kind of consumer isn't talking smack about you right right what else you got a customer callbacks anything sticking out brent my husband used to work at northwood stock and what they did is they took photos so he knew what it looked like he knew what their shoreline looked like and what it looked like when everything was in that's what they did in the middle of the summer so he had a computer and like a photo album with all these pictures of customer jobs. And I used to quiz him at night. <laughs> I'm scrolling through the pictures. I'm like, that's not fast enough. Faster, faster, faster. Awesome. That is fun. And by the end, it, it's crazy what a barge operator knows about a job. It is, it's yeah. insane, really. So now when Brent talks to somebody, he only works certain areas certain lakes obviously like that's what his radius is if he gets a call from a new customer he'll be like where yeah what lake are you on okay who are your neighbors because he knows those names and remembers them it's like oh yeah yeah your neighbor has this kind of dock with this color of lift and i do it or they're three doors down from you yeah Corey negabauer is the same way he can remember every freaking color of canopy i can't believe it it's crazy um but yeah, that, that right there is, is great customer service, obviously relating in, with the customer and be like, oh, your neighbor, you know, all those things are, are great for customer service. It, it's just nice to have a backup for your brain to have it down and writing because then it's, you don't have to try to remember all that stuff. Yep. Um, and then my biggest thing is, was I would like, yep, this is how it was. Well, they changed it and I forgot it, right? And then the customer changed it two years in a row, uh, and then I would just forget to do it in the spring. So it's just, it, for us, it just got to be important for that great over-the-top customer service to, to just write it down and be meticulous and, and thoughtful of writing it down. It also provides great customer service 
when you get it right the first time. I think of what Brian from DocBot said when he said the white glove service. If you have every freaking pole in the right spot and the cord exactly how the customer wants it and they walk down to their dock after they get their boat in for the first time and everything is just exactly how they want it, they're going to be so happy. And that's what you want. So happy. Yeah, there was a, there was a job, a uh, customer that we had where every pole was numbered. And I remember this guy. Yeah. And awesome guy. When I got out of the dock lift business, um, you know, he bought me a box of cigars. I love smoking cigars. Uh, anyway, but he, he was meticulous. Wasn't there like 64 poles or something? It was a lot. I don't don't remember, but we would literally dig through the pile and everyone was numbered. And we had a, a drawing that had the number with the pole and you had to have that pole in the right spot. And uh, that's obviously a stream case, and most people are like whatever, right? Yeah. However, if you're methodical uh, and kind of have that mentality and how you keep track of your jobs and make sure that it's right every time you go back, how how could a customer deny you? How how can you have a bad reputation when you are ridiculously meticulous? Yep. When someone questions you, because you know in most cases, right, that lake homeowner calls you know the neighbor six doors down or they always go to earnings or whatever right that is the best form of getting new business is customer referrals it, it's the best it's the most rewarding like it's they're typically the easiest customers to deal with when you have that referral why wouldn't you do it yep yeah, just makes 100 percent sense so off the cuff i'm struggling for something else okay <laughs> Usually this doesn't happen, but I'm like... No, usually you're a talker. There's always, you know, field management softwares out there. Uh, I think I know Nelso's got uh, the LIN system coming out soon. Uh, Lift identification numbering system. Uh, it's basically going to help people keep track of their jobs, right? And their customers. So I don't know if you want to give a 35-second snapshot of what the LIN is. And then a little bit about... You know, there's field management software that's out there, and but there's nothing specific to our industry. I know Jeff from Lake Service Pro is trying to do something specific to the industry, and you know, just along the lines of no customer callbacks, I, I think there's going to be some pretty interesting things in there that are going to allow people to keep track of their jobs. As I, I think the new wave is, is an owner operator's got to be more meticulous. And then all these guys that are like, they might still operate the bars, but there's a, a sales force back at the shop, right? Some yeah. guys run a bar still. Some guys are the, are the sales force at the shop. I think with that new wave of, of business owner in the dock and lift industry, all this stuff is going to take off. So just give us a quick snapshot of customer callbacks, lens system, field manager software, snapshot of what that's going to look like and why. Okay, so the LIN system is going to be a lift identification number that we're trying to start with manufacturers that they would assign a serial number to the lift. And there would be, we're hoping, a barcode or some sort of a reader on it that you could use in conjunction with the field management software. So lifts would essentially have titles. And then the field management software, if you scanned the LIN number, it would pop up on your field management software and tell you who that belongs to. What year it was, is it in warranty, all those different things, right? Yep. Yep, sweet. 
It's pretty exciting. It is exciting. So if you send a new operator out there, somebody that's not familiar with your customers or, you know, what, like just the visual aspect of it, it takes that worry away. Right. New customer, not new customer. Here it is. Scan that. Doesn't matter if it's a summit lift or a shore station, right? Right. They scan that LIN. And if they scan that LIN, if it is in their field manager software and that customer has signed up with them, it will give them name, address, everything that operator needs to complete. Yep. And if it's not one of their jobs, what does it do? Well, it, would, it wouldn't return the information. That's right. It's just going to tell you the, the, you know, it's a 4120 manual, yep. right? So you wouldn't have access to all the information. You'd only get access to the information that are from your customers. That's right. But then you could enter that in there. Yep. Into your field management software. Yep. Cool. Anything else on the LIN, LIN portion, like uh, warranty or, you know, manufacturer warranty or anything to go on those lines? That would be pretty cool for keeping track and, you know, customer service, all those things. Yeah, why don't you touch on that? Okay, so I think that, I mean, it's a little bit different out in the field today. Um, and and I, I love where it's going. I love the automation. And I think that uh, if you consider a LIN or a lift a an asset, right? It's somebody's asset. So if you consider that um, kind of asset tracking, right? So I go out, I got a new operator, they go scan this lift. I know exactly where it is, right? It'll do a GPS drop pin, coordinate, all those different things. And then I think the, the coolest part, uh, for me anyway, it, it, back in the day when I would go, you know, figure out, okay, it's a 4120 shore station. I knew that obviously, right? I dealt with a lot of shore stations. I'd look there. But what I didn't know is all the, okay, what is this pulley called? What's this piece called? What's that piece called, right? So we're, I think the part of the LIN system and the field management software is getting that manufacturer's parts list and their LIN number. So then you know, you can assign it, do all those things. Uh, you can also figure out the warranty, but the parts numbering I think is huge, right? So the whole theory here is, if you have a shore station hoist out in the field and your guy in the field doesn't have time to look up all the freaking part numbers and everything, we want eventually that manufacturer someday to have either a barcode on that or somewhere where you can say there's a, a sticker on the outside of the hoist right next to this pulley. You can scan that, that barcode and it'll come right up in your field management software and it'll order that part right now. And that's, that's what it is for me is like no brainer. This, I need this pulley on this side this is what I need. Here's the part number. Scan it. Done. It's already in your system so that your purchaser at the shop knows what they need out in the field. Yeah. There's, there's not all these errors or running back and forth from the distributor. And I honestly think the distributors are going to love it too because the distributor isn't going to have to have a parts guy that is the smartest, you know. Yeah, took and memorized the parts yeah, book. freaking rain man back in the parts room. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I love where we're going with that. And I think that our, our listeners, if we if they have any feedback on, what, on that particular portion, we would love that feedback for sure. Yeah, that would be great to hear. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the, the LIN and the, and the field management software of tomorrow is, is going to just change this industry as a whole. I do. Sweet. Okay, so the last one. I got a closing question for you just for fun. I'll go first, so I'll give you a little bit of time to think about it. Okay, sweet. What's something that you believed as a kid that was just dumb? So for me, when I was a kid, I thought my dad was a bowler. He bowled growing up, so I knew what a turkey was. And then in middle school, 
like sixth, seventh grade when I went to the bowling alley, I bowled a freaking turkey. And the whole class walks out of the bowling alley and I literally thought you got a frozen turkey. <laughs> I really? believe I believed that for like years that you got a frozen well, turkey maybe if you, you bowled did a at turkey. the bowling alley. Maybe they gave you a frozen <laughs> turkey. No. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, How about this you? Is a random uh, there's lots of things that I thought as a kid that didn't turn out that way. Boy, Andy, you got me stumped on this one. I got nothing. Like your parents didn't tell you if you swallow gum, you're, it's going to live in your stomach for well, seven years or watermelon seeds are going to grow inside you. <laughs> sure. The whole, you know, sitting on the beach uh, after you eat because your mom and dad really just don't want to go back in the water and have to worry about you for 30 minutes. Like those kind of things. Obviously, I get that now that I'm a dad. Like I understand that. No, <laughs> you're not going back in the water because I just want to freaking sit here for 10 minutes and not do anything. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, other than that, I, I get that podcasts where to find it where to find updates all those different things uh nelso.net net n-a-l-s-o.net uh you can find our podcast where andy apple itunes uh the google play and spotify spotify thank you is there another one that somebody told us to go find and we haven't found yet well i don't know where it is on google because i don't have but it's on there. I know I've talked to two people that have found it and were able to listen on yeah. Google. Sweet. Uh, if anybody's having issues, you know, finding it or whatever, hit us up on Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, shoot us an email, whatever. Let us know and we'll, we'll get you a link or something. So. I think one thing we've learned from COVID is the importance of an online presence. Agreed. So check us out. Find us online. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review. Hit us up on Facebook. Let us know what you want to talk about. We'd love to have a topic that somebody brought up. That would be nice. So we don't have to think of all these amazing ideas. Yes. <laughs> amazing ideas. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.